0: The Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets We're tactical tips and insights you
1: can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fill the Funnel Fridays with your host, Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. Uh, we have an interesting topic today. We've kind of brushed on it in other other episodes, but some stuff happened in the last couple of weeks that made me think that, or made us both think that, you know, building your personal brand online as part of the sales process is so important, and it leads to so many opportunities for building credibility, for opening up doors, for getting you into conversations that you normally wouldn't even know about, let alone be part of. Um, And with, with that in mind, uh, I want uh, Tom, I want you to talk about a little bit of of a situation that's happened in the last bit that has done that for you and why that's actually helpful and not hurtful.
0: (laughs) Great questions. Um, You know, branding for me started about a year ago, real branding um, and diving into this LinkedIn and social media world and, and wanting to be seen. Um, and, and, you know, getting attached to certain opportunities, right? Because people get to know you now and actually see what you're all about, um, understand what your values are, your beliefs um, at such a large scale, right? Versus your own little niche groups that know you, you know, here in Arizona, most of the companies here know, know me. But then I branch out to the whole nation, the whole world, places I don't even get to go be in person and, and miss out on. I can network, you know, at the social platform, but branding, you know, I've had a couple opportunities pop up. Uh, I had a feature on USA Today recently um, that I had brought to my lap. Uh, I have a chance for an outstanding leadership award and a marketing conference. And then I have, you know, this incident that happened over the weekend on cold FaceTiming prospects. I have built a brand as, you know, I've tried to. I don't know if people believe me for this, but I'm a sales development guy. That's my world. I wanted to be known for that and I wanted to build my niche around that. Well, when you start talking about cold FaceTiming prospects, would not you want to talk to some people involved in that conversation, right? Or have experience there. So I got tagged in a lot of posts over the last four or five days when this topic came up, because one, I've done it. (laughs) I don't encourage it, but for me, I did it. Two, I'm I'm in the sales development world. So Tom, what do you think from a leader perspective, from a rep perspective, should we be FaceTiming? You know, what's, what's your view? So building a brand allows for people to get to know you and bring you into those conversations that you normally want to be a part of. If people didn't know, like, I would love to jump in that convo, but I'm not going to put myself there. I'm not going to force myself into a convo where now I'm being invited. And it's like, hey, Tom, we're, we're talking sales development stuff over here. Can you can you come here? We want your take on this. What do you think? Um, you know, just like you, Jeff, right? You probably get pulled in a lot of different directions with marketing and operations things because that's your lane, Right. So when you niche down and you get that brand, that's what you want. You want to start being invited versus being forced. You know, in Outbound SOS, we talk about not handling objections and stop handling prospects and stop forcing sales and be a human being on a real connection. It's the same way when you're building a brand. That's the whole point is that you don't have to force anything anymore. I don't have to go into an interview and like spew all this stuff to them and try to get everything in that little window in 30 minutes when now they look me up before they even reach out to me and we can jump on, a, on an interview and they're caught up to speed. They're like, Hey, I love this about you. You know, you talk about this, or can you give me some insight here? That's what branding can do and the opportunities that can kind of happen. Um, because you get pulled in and you get invited to those, those conversations.
1: Yeah. It's funny you say that too. Cause I was thinking about that on a sales call earlier today, how, you know, people used to ask me for my bio, who am I, who am I, what am I about, what my company's about, all that stuff. But, you know, because I've put in the work over the last couple of years of, of building my personal brand as well and being crystal clear with my messaging, people know exactly what I do now. And it was for the longest time, it was, I don't know who you are, what you do, whatever. Um, now people are very clear on what I do. And so it's, it's kind of nice to have that conversation where instead of... Kind of spending the majority of the call trying to prove why you should be in the call. Now you're trying to adapt what people are needing. You know, the questions they're asking, the pains that they're coming across, you know, all those things. And your focus now is on them and their issues uh, and the th- their challenges and the things that you can help them with instead of worrying about you. Should you be at the table? And it's just amazing how much of an impact that can have on your ability to put Things in the pipe, convert them and turn them into money because, you know, again, you're not trying to prove yourself at every way. You're just guiding the person through their own journey of evaluating your solution and figuring out if it is the right thing to solve their problems right now.
0: I've said this on past episodes and, and I told you this as soon as I started building, you know, I was cold calling with my team last year and COVID and all of this stuff when I started building a brand and immediately. The biggest impact that I had was on my pipeline, my results, my conversion rates. Being able to cold call now was no longer really cold. It was warm. Tom, okay. I've been seeing you, right? I I I I know you. Yeah. And and so emails got better responses because people were open to me now. They weren't like talking to a stranger per se. I had some respect. I had some some uh you know, reference, right? Cool. Yeah. Clout. But like they were aware of me now. I wasn't a stranger hitting up their inbox anymore. I had an ability to make a real conversation with them. You also look at, you know, sending a video message was a lot better. Um, You know, so, and honestly, it allows you to also have some excuses. And what I mean by that is I actually FaceTime somebody and they knew me from LinkedIn and I, we were connected. uh, One of my prospects and she actually was cool with it because she was like, I know you're a creative guy. I figured that's cool that you're doing this. Like you, I've noticed you're pretty out there. You'll try different methodologies. And I was like, yeah, I, I try everything before I knock it. You know, I, somebody could tell me a movie ending and a whole thing about a movie. I still go to the movie for my own opinion. Then right. I'll go back to you and agree with your opinion, but I'm not going to take your opinion Um, because that's your experiences that's based on your past stuff or your type of interest, not for me, you know, um, you didn't ruin anything for me. I need to go see the movie for myself. So, you know, you start getting familiar like that. Um, and so she was uh, like, Tom, I see that in your brand. I, I could see you being a guy to get on FaceTime, like don't ever do it again. But this is this is common for you. I could see you do it being this. This is this is exactly a thing Tom would do. Um, and so you start building brands like that to where people are familiar with you. They know what you represent. They get to know you. Um, and so it's so important when building a business. It doesn't make sense to me when you're going to market to try to sell why you wouldn't be trying to use social network to build out who you already are before you knock on the door. Why not? Like why would I want to go door to door and try to make a sale when I could have, you know, a flyer go out to the neighborhood a week before I get there that lets them know I'm going to be coming by the neighborhood and give a little background of what my offering is, how long I've been in business. Can't wait to see you at your front door. That's what I did when I did door to doors, right? Get that, that blanket, that market a little bit. And then go what? Go and knock on those doors. Guess what? When they look through the people. Oh, my God, Jeff, it's Tom. Tom's here. Hey, we got his flyer last week. They opened yeah. the door and now I'm familiar versus if I didn't do anything, it just started knocking on random doors.
1: This is this is why the uh, super cheesy and annoying realtor billboard is still a thing <laughs> <laughs> because just seeing the face. Seeing the face and recognizing the person, you become, as a realtor, you become a little mini celebrity in your world and people recognize your face, right? And so it's really important when your face is your capital. And now with, you know, LinkedIn being a stalwart, this is, this is kind of uh, table stakes now for people that are selling LinkedIn and, and social and whatever else. People see your face before. Um, they do anything. When they when they get a cold call from you, they'll look, oh, who's this? Tom Slocum? Okay, I'm gonna look you up. And then they'll actually look up your name on Google and they'll see all the different things you're part of. Your USA Today article, you know, your uh your LinkedIn profile, some posts that you had, some YouTube videos, our fill the funnel podcast, like all these things, and you start to see this string of advice you give and your opinions on topics and your version of seeing that movie, you know, like and and people get to know you. Um, So from a a practical perspective, you know, your LinkedIn profile has a lot of different ways that you can present all of this topic really easy as they have the featured section where you can put media, videos, posts, like all these things so that people can see right away the type of posts that you identify with and you want people to know about, Um, you know, Tom and I are both creators. We have creator mode on LinkedIn and that gives you the opportunity to do a a short intro video on your profile picture. So something like that, again, just like what Tom's saying about um, that flyer. Is that that's literally your flyer? This is what I'm about. You talk to me because X, Y, Z, and you know I'm not even going to pretend like I know how to best do that. But there are a lot of really cool people out there that know how to do that best. So look them up. Um, But It's,
0: uh, it's it's the best way to do it, you know, because then guess what? Doing the video on LinkedIn, right? They can hear your face, your tonality, all of that. So when you cold call, they might have an opportunity to recognize the voice, right? putting, I started putting my picture in my signature, um, in my emails, right. Like making it like a little mini business card in my email. So, you know, my face was there. So when I sent a video on LinkedIn or my face popped up in their feed, they could correlate it to that email. So I'm no longer a stranger. It's not just this, you got to understand like LinkedIn, even in text form, when you post on LinkedIn via text versus a video, like it's just a pick, like I just see this blanket words from you like that doesn't tell me who you are. And you can write people are really good storytellers. They really are. We're in our human nature. You can lie, you can fabricate, you could do all these things versus a raw video or, you know, an intro video. Like you can't lie. You can't hide that. Um, But if people aren't putting their face out there, then I can't ever consistently remember you. I don't know that like oh, the name sounds familiar, but no. But then guess what? You go look at their profile and all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I know them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that person, right? So you want to build familiarity when in your outreach. So SDRs and AEs, like stop hustling. Stop making it so hard. Stop having to earn your seat at a table with everybody. Stop trying to have to force your way into conversations or force a sale start blanketing your market and letting them into your world. Let them know your career stats, you know, in a very easy way, right? Like learn this credibility and also prove to them you're not a shitty rep and a shitty salesperson, right? Because that's already all of our name is attached to. I've been able to detach my name from that because I share my best practices. I put out what I believe in my values and how prospecting works or talking with my friends in my community about, you know, how to write an email, right? Or what I think that all correlates to how, you know, people will find how you prospect, right? Um, and so, you know, you start showing yourself on a larger area and you start being seen that then things get, the the friction goes away. You're not having to try so hard. Um, Yeah. You you know,
1: know, I love what you're saying there because even back when LinkedIn was kind of more in its infancy stage, um, I had an SDR on my team who, took it upon himself to repost every bit of content my, our content p- team produced. Um, he, he curated 100%. The guy could barely speak English well, and he, he curated it all. He didn't create anything of his own. But what he did was he shared specific things every two days on topics that were relevant to the buyer that he's going after. So when he talked to them, They would look up his profile and know the top three things. The last three things he said were relevant to what he's saying to the prospect in that call. And he was probably the best on the team as far as converting. So once he actually got somebody on the phone, he was the highest conversion rate from a response a meeting and I can tell you it's very likely attributed to his ability to just put his brand out there because I can tell you I had I can confirm because they were my team I had other people on the team that were better at him at opening up doors Mm -hmm. at having conversations delivering value all of the core things that you need to do really well in this role but this one gentleman was took it upon himself to build a brand and build a story around him so to your point Tom not making that, uh, not having a hustle to tell a story every time, you know, not having to, to be a great storyteller because his content is doing it for him.
0: Listen, and, buyers yeah. right now are researching. That's okay. We're not in the nineties anymore. where you have to pick up a phone and educate somebody on a new product launch, right? Because before you'd have to go reach out to the market, let them know through phone relay information, right? They had no TV or social like that, right? Nowadays, you're not calling to sell anybody shit. Not anymore. I don't pick up the phone to make a sale. I, I make a pick up the phone to make a connection to say, Hey, I know you're looking for this. I can tell you're in the market based on your content. Some of the questions you've been asking. I just want to show you why my product would be the best fit for that. Right. Or, or what about us? will make the difference for you. You know, you, we all know about TVs nowadays, right? You don't need to wait for the phone to call you and tell you about a new TV deal. It's online. You can go look it up. But you still, with all that information, pick a brand. Always, you stay within a brand. You stay, you know. I'll buy a Sony over a Panasonic, right? Obviously, other factors, but you know who you're going to go with. You buy based on the connection. So when you start building a brand and start putting yourself out there like this, you take away that that friction. Um, and so when all, when a buyer goes to research, uh, seamless. I bet you Amelia Taylor's face is everywhere if they type in seamless and look at content because Amelia's representing the brand and she's connected to that. So now they're already gonna be, so instead of Amelia having to go cold and and fight for sales, she's being invited. Just like Arthur with Chili Piper. Arthur is probably most likely on a month-to-month basis being invited into conversations versus having to find them. People are coming to him because they're doing research and his name is all over the brand of Chili Piper and what his values are. Same with Ben Harbor. Sendoso's got tons of AEs, but who do you think about when you think of Sendoso? You think of Ben Harbor. You think of a great salesman he is. You look at his content. You see he's a very good human being and a good salesperson. So when the buyer's researching, they've decided on sundoso but they're going to go call Ben. They want to get in through Ben. Um, yeah, I should be yeah, invited.
1: Yeah, it's like content... Because there's so much content out there these days, that content by itself is not enough to make you that brand. You know, um, what you have to do and, and the names that you mentioned are people that are out there actively every day hustling. They're They're hustling in a different way. They're working really hard to be part of those conversations and then they're being invited to more. So they're still putting in that effort that you are. When you're at home and you're putting in that effort, they're doing the same thing. But what they're doing is amplifying their efforts, right? Bingo. Tom, right? Bingo. Tom, Tom is on a podcast that he booked through his own work. Then that gets him invited to another podcast without having to do extra work. And, and that's the key. It's amplifying what you're doing.
0: You're being seen. Like I said, mm-hmm. the best thing that you can do by being a brand is, like I said, I've been in sales for 15 years. But to the grand world, I was a nobody. But in Arizona, people know me. I'm, I'm recognizable. I've worked with a lot of my friends. We all know what I can do here in the state and, and in my little niche community. But what I was able to do through through LinkedIn branding was amplify that on a huge scale and kind of put myself out there and almost get community validation that like, yeah, Tom, you're, you're pretty awesome, man. You know your shit. Um, and so then you get out there a lot more. Um, and then, you know, you're seen and you're amplifying The same shit you've already known that you're good at, but now you're getting to amplify it, which opens up worlds of opportunities without ever leaving your house. In the 90s, I would have had to travel to Texas to be seen in Texas and maybe reach, see somebody, meet somebody and be like, damn, if our worlds had collided five years ago. Jeff and I built a company and we never even met. And he's in (laughs) Canada and I'm here. But because of the amplification of branding, I reached Jeff up in Canada and I never left my house. So when you, as we wrap up here, I'll let you kind of end this here, but that's, that's sense. so (laughs) So, no,
1: I love it. So hands down to be best at sales, whether you're doing the work yourself or people are coming to you, a brand is how you'll get there. So stop doing hard work, do the smart work. Thank you. And happy hunting. Thank you for joining us for another episode of fill the funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform, give us reviews and tell all your friends about us till next time. Happy hunting.